What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Trust Your Board Podcast. My name is Stephen Wright, joined by William Monroe. How you doing, Will? Steve, doing well. Doing well. First uh, week here with bye weeks, so we've got some start-sit questions that are probably going to be a little more difficult than than usually. Uh, the teams are probably you know grasping for straws here for some you know filling in some holes for some of your stud players. Yeah, I'm already seeing some names. I don't think we've really talked about much this year. Um, Zach Wilson's in here, Michael Carter, Elijah Moore. Um, so, yeah, are you ready to just jump right into it? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and just a reminder, you know, by weeks, Raiders, Titans, Lions, Texans. Um, just kind of looking at it and saying it again, I guess there's really not a ton. I mean, yeah, maybe one or two players on the Texans. The Lions are pretty banged up as it is, so we really weren't playing a ton of those. Um and then, you know, you're one or two guys on the Titans. I think the Raiders is probably the big one that people are losing. I know I'll be losing um, Darren Waller in our work league. Yeah. Yeah, very true. Adams, Waller, Renfro, Carr, maybe, uh, Jacobs. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely a lot going on there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you have Carr, listen up because we're going through some, some quarterbacks here. First, um, Gino, potential waiver wire ad there, um, versus the Cardinals or Russell Wilson. Assuming he plays, I haven't heard much about that at the Chargers. Yeah, um, Russ. Yeah, Russ is playing the Chargers. That's a tough matchup. Yeah, I think I go Gino here. I, it's that's tough though. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. I mean, Russ wasn't really doing anything prior to the injury announcement. I mean, maybe he's you know had it all year. Maybe I don't know, um, but. He hasn't been doing anything. He's got a tough matchup. Um, so I think I'd rather stay away. Now, the flip side of that argument is, you know, Chargers to put up some points and so maybe be high scoring. Um, but I don't know. Gino's got a good matchup. Um, against a bad Cardinals defense, I'd rather just roll the dice on that, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm with you there. I mean, Russ has had one good week in five now and, and he's injured. It's a tough Cardinal or tough Chargers defense. So, yeah, we're here to say here only five weeks into the year, and, and we're starting Gina Smith over Russell Wilson. Yeah, for real. But uh, that is fantasy football for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, next up here, Will, we got um, Carson Wentz at Chicago or Zach Wilson at Green Bay. Man, yeah, it's bye week, right? Two guys I don't think I'm thrilled to play either. Um, I I guess it's Carson Wentz, but Chicago's defense is tough. I I feel like I just am not comfortable playing either. Actually, I think I might go Wilson over Wentz if I had to pick one. Like ideally, this is a super flex, you know, second quarterback. Um, but yeah, if you're streaming and maybe you had Derek Carr, there's really not much out there. I just you know, struggle to play Carson Wentz here. I don't know if you saw the clip, but there's a um, interview with the head coach of the Washington, Washington Commanders, and they're asking him about you know what's going wrong uh, with the team so far. And he said the quarterback. And they said, "No, you know, do you regret signing him?" He's like, "No, no, you know, he's like, he's had a couple good weeks, but he's had some down weeks as well." He's like. And then, you know, the reason the rest of our division is good is because of quarterback play. All of them have had good quarterback play, but Washington is not. So when your head coach is saying you are the main reason that you're not playing well, 
I don't, I mean, I imagine he's going to start, you know, the next few weeks, but I would not be surprised if, if there is a move made on him in the, you know, in the coming weeks. So I'll take Zach Wilson, hopefully take another step forward here. Um, you know, had 200 yards last week, just didn't throw any touchdowns, but you'd imagine they're going to have to throw more. Um, you know, Miami's kind of out of whack without Eddie Bridgewater. I think he got hurt on that first play. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I think I'd go with Zach Wilson unless I needed sky high upside. Like Wentz could put up mm-hmm. 35 points. We've seen him do it this year. I don't think that's in. You know, I don't think that's a thing that Zach Wilson's going to be doing. Um, but if you ask me which one is more likely to give you four points, I'd probably go with Wentz. Um, so yeah, I think I'd, I'd take Zach Wilson unless I needed that moonshot. All right, and our last uh, quarterback choice here: Tom Brady. At Pittsburgh or Matt Stafford at home for the Panthers? Yeah, a uh, an interesting one given how Stafford's playing. I think uh, part of me feels like this could be a get right game for Stafford and the Rams because Panthers suck. Um, they won't be without their head coach, but you know sometimes you know you pull the trigger on the head coach and you know the team rallied around him for that first the new interim coach for that first week so i think i'll play it safe and go with brady here um i don't mind stafford yeah i think i'm brady is the pick for me as well um i probably i, I may be playing stafford actually in our league here you know don't think i can trust wilson and i picked up stafford so i've got him and trevor lawrence so there's, uh, you know, this is definitely not the worst matchup there against a pretty bad Panthers team for Matt Stafford. But in this scenario, you will take Brady. Perfect. Moving over to the running backs here, Will. PPR. Uh, do you want Singletary at Kansas City or uh, the opposite side, Clyde Edwards-Alaire versus the Bills? Yeah, I'm going to stay in the flames with Clyde. You know, Singletary hasn't been, you know, horrible, but, you know, not great. Whereas we've, you know, and, and at this point, you know, until Clyde proves otherwise, I think you have to play him. So, you know, you know, PBR, half PBR, I don't think it really changes. I'm, I think I'm going Clyde over Singletary, you know, across the board. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, Singletary's had a couple well, down week last week. Um, the week before that was down ish, but it wasn't terrible. Um, he could be great against Kansas City. You got to figure this could be a high scoring game. And uh, nobody wants to trust Clyde Edwards-Alaire. <laughs> and you can't blame him. So everybody's just waiting for the shoe to drop. Um, and maybe that'll be this week. But for now, he might as well just ride the hot ha- hand, especially in what looks to be a high-scoring game. So I'm with you. I'll go with CEH. Yeah. It's the usage, too. I mean, he's getting you know, way more carries and targets than, than Singletary is. I think Singletary you know, only broke 21 so far this year. Uh, so you, you want a guy that's going to be used more. Yeah, 100% there, 100%. Um, next one here, Will, half-point PPR. Uh, Michael Carter at Green Bay or Cam Akers versus the Panthers? I'll take Michael Carter. I am out on Akers. He did not look good. And, you know, granted, it, Henderson, you know, didn't take anything. You know, it, it seemed like they didn't really use him that much, which is strange. But... Yeah, I, I do not want any part of Akers right now, so I don't love Carter, but especially his brace looking good. Um, but Carter got you know the touchdowns. They clearly are going to keep him involved, so he still has touchdown opportunity. Um, yeah, I'll take Michael Carter here in half PPR. 
Yes, I am with you. When I say it's a get right game for the the Rams, I do not mean their running game. So no, that's a, a hard pass. Again, Panthers suck. So maybe, maybe you can get in the end zone or something. You know, Michael Carter's not going to pop off for, you know, 30 points or anything, but he'll be steady enough. So um, I, I'll take Carter for this week as well. All right. And then next up here, we've got uh, PPR, Ramondre Stevenson at Cleveland, Najee Harris versus Tampa Bay. This is gross. <laughs> this is a terrible one, and I get it. I'll go Stevenson. I, disgusting. Um, but that's what it is. You know, like you said, Harris is is looking to be out. Um, Stevenson's a hot hand. They got the better matchup. Steelers offense is it right. I mean, they got a rookie quarterback. The Bucks run defense is really good. It's just perfect storm. So, yeah, it, it's great. Like you said about the Geno Russ one. Imagine talking about that in preseason. You know, it's the same situation. I'll go with uh, Stevenson here. All right. And that wraps up running back. So we can move over to wide receivers. Did you, did you here. answer that one? Did I miss oh, something? No, no, no. Yeah, yo. <laughs> You're just with I, me, right? I agree. Stevenson <laughs> okay. by a mile. Um, it's crazy because Najee is Najee Harris, but Tampa's got a great defense. The team you know, for Pittsburgh's offense is not great. And, yeah, now she's got a brutal stretch coming up here. Um, so yeah, you know, with the injury to Damian Harris, Stevenson easily. Beautiful. Um, so now we can move to the the wide receiver as well. Now wide receivers. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, PPR uh, Christian Kirk at Indy or Alan Lazard versus the Jets. Yeah, this one is interesting. I, I and you know Kirk has been good all year. I think we saw what you know pretty down game here for him most recently. Um, but I think the idea is that JT is probably going to be back, so we'll have a more competitive offense there for Indy. So I uh, yeah I like Christian Kirk in this game. Maya um, has cooled off. You know nine targets, but only two catches two weeks ago, and then. This most recent week, just one catch for 11 yards, only three targets, so not great. Um, but I think you know they paid him; they want to you know want to get him more involved in the offense, uh, especially because we saw it with you know their early success in the season. So yeah, pretty um pretty easily, I think the uh, you know, the Christian Kirk here. What about you? Yeah, I don't think it's as easy. Um, Lazar's been double digits for the past three weeks now um, from a fantasy perspective. Um, and I think that's probably good enough for me. Um, but like, you know, I phrase other things. I don't think he has the same upside as Kirk, as we've mm. seen with Kirk. You know, he's got really high upside um, when the targets are flowing and whatnot. Um, they just haven't been. So I don't know if, it, you know, he was just hot and now he's not um, or something they could just focus on. Um but Lazard's been good enough for me that I think I would go with Lazard here. All right. Next up here, another full PPR. Michael Pittman versus the Jaguars. Adam Thielen at Miami. Yeah. Um, a an interesting one. Uh, you know, we mentioned I mentioned on the waiver show that uh Alec Pierce has been emerging and Pittman hasn't been as good as he was in the beginning of the season. Um Thielen kind of all over the place as well. Had like two or three good weeks in a row. Uh, this past week, 
not so much. Um, but he's got the good, uh, a real good matchup against Miami, and I think that's what I like. So I'm going to go with Thielen here. Um, but I'd be pretty happy starting either of them. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's Pittman for me. I think there's just you know built in work. He is like the you know top receiver. Alec Pierce has played better, played well, but I think it's still you know Pittman's Pittman. You know is should be the target king there. Um, whereas you have the running backs. You obviously have Justin Jefferson. Um, Rager got involved, has scored. I think there's just more variability there for Thielen. So I'll I'll stick with the stud there, especially with what hopefully is a bounce back game for the Colts offense um, with, you know, ideally JT coming back, which kind of makes things more even for them. So, you know, obviously TBD, we'll see if JT comes back as if not, maybe it is a little bit more rough sailing for that team, but you know, here we are on Monday. I, it's gotta be Pittman for me. Yeah, fair enough. Um, next one, uh, an interesting one. I think half point PPR, Michael Gallup against that Philly defense, um, at Philly or Elijah Moore at Green Bay? Yeah, I think it's Gallup fairly easily for me. I mean, you know, Eli is just, you know, he's got a few targets. I think he had one catch this most recent week. Um, you know, a few catches the last few weeks, but has, you know, on half EPR, hasn't broke double digits yet. Um, you know, a lot of that's just he hasn't gotten in the end zone. You know, so that's going to hurt. But, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we want to see this offense get a little more consistent. Everyone's healthy. You know, it's pretty clear that Garrett Wilson is their top guy. Um, whereas Gallup, you know, we know he's worked into the game plan. We'll see if Dak comes back or not. But even without Dak, he's been, you know, pretty successful here in his first two games back. You know, he's not, you know, got two catches, scored a touchdown, only three targets week one coming back but you know his most recent week five targets four catches so good to see him you know back and being worked into the offense and, and you got to imagine it's only going to increase each week as he gets healthier and then you know more game speed yeah i'm with yeah i'll go with Gallup fairly easy uh, as well um but i do understand the hesitation given you know how the philly defense is played um you know i would imagine Lamb's going to end up with Slay, and maybe that opens things up for Gallup, actually. Um, or maybe, you know, Cooper Rush gets eaten alive by Philly, <laughs> and they just don't <clears> do anything. You know, I don't know. So I get it, um, but I'm not going to turn away from him for, you know, an inconsistent Elijah Moore and, a, and Zach Wilson, who's not unleashed any kind of upside yet. So, yep, Gallup for me as well. All right. Uh, moving on to our tight end flex portion, which usually is flex and this week is actually tight end so it's interesting to see if george is a full bbr george kittle at atlanta Taysom hill versus the Bengals. yeah this uh i get it but uh no don't love it uh, yeah i'm gonna <laughs> stick with kittle um especially with the matchup against atlanta um pretty yeah. pretty solid matchup um they probably got similar upside i mean Kittle's not going to go off for 30 points, so I guess they don't have similar upside, but I can't see Taysom ever doing that again. So, uh, yeah, it's Kittle pretty easily for me. I'm not I'm not making this move. Yeah, yeah, I'm there with you as well. It's Kittle. I mean, you know, I think you're chasing the points there with um, with Taysom Hill. It's just, 
we don't know what we're going to see, who we're going to get involved in the game. So uh, with you know, the possibility of James Winston coming back, Kittle, you know, obviously hasn't gotten in the end zone, you know, hasn't produced like we would like, but we know who he is. You know, we know what George Kittle is. So I will, uh, I'll take George Kittle here pretty easily. Okay, perfect. Uh, that's going to wrap up the start sit. Let's move over to some trade questions here, Will. Uh, PPR, uh, first one, a, a very hot name on the waiver wire, Ken Walker or three 2023 second round picks. Yeah, I will smash except here in Dynasty for Ken Walker, who you know you probably got with the second, third, fourth pick, something like that. Three seconds, you know, I would say you know, you're hit or miss. You can really get some good gems in the second round, some really good players, but you also are going to miss on, on a lot of them. It's, you know, usually 50-50 in the second round. So to get a guy like Ken Walker that has the pedigree, uh, and, and, you know, this year even, it looks to be the top guy the rest of the year. I think this one is very easy, Ken Walker. Would you even consider it if it was guaranteed 201, 202, 203? The best you could get. Uh, yeah, I, I still wouldn't. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it'd have to be a first if I'm, if I'm yeah. giving up Ken Walker. Yeah, I'm the same. Especially with the news here, you know, that he's going to be the guy going forward. Yeah. yeah, I'm the same. That's an easy one for me. All right. Next Dynasty one here. Superflex FPPR. We've got Saquon Barkley and Mike Boone. Or Brees Hall in a mid twenty twenty three first. Yeah, I, uh, I I think I'm I'm cashing in on Barkley, and I'll I'll take the Hall on the first side on this one. Um, Boone doesn't really matter. I mean, maybe he steps it up the rest of the year, but you know, it was it was Melvin's back for field week one. Um, granted, it was a short week, and you tend to go with you know uh, the the solid veteran in that scenario. Um, but, you know, Hall is looking better and better. You know, a potential mid-first is a nice win, so I'm on the Hall side here. How about you? Yeah, on the Hall side as well, and, and you know, even more so because it's a super flex league. So that mid-2023 first, you're probably going to get, you know, one of the top wide receiver running backs because you imagine they'll, at this stage, you know, I'm imagining the Alabama quarterback, Brees Hall, and the Ohio State quarterback. Um, I'm sorry, uh, Bryce, Bryce Young and the high state quarterback CJ Stroud will likely be the top two picks in the NFL draft. Obviously, things can change, uh, as well as you know, most of your dynasty drafts. So it's going to push some top talent down, um, you know, being that it is Superflex League. And yeah, cashing in on Barkley here makes sense. I mean, he's playing well, and, and you know, he does look to be back, but it isn't a great team. Um, and you're you know, getting what ideally is going to be a younger version of him in Hall and then the flexibility of that extra first-round pick. Beautiful. Um, next one, uh, more interesting, redraft, half-point PPR, Joe Mixon and Terry McLaurin or Devin Singletary and Mike Williams? Yeah, that one is very interesting. I mean, McLaurin, I think, has, has been a pretty big letdown for where you took him and what you expected from him. Um you know, mix it maybe slightly too, but I think he's still, you know, you know, brighter skies ahead for Mixon. Uh, we're Singletary, you know, clear downgrade there, but you're upgrading to Mike Williams. Um, I, I'm going to go with the scarcity here and take the Mixon side, but I think it's a pretty fair trade. Um, you know, I think maybe the Mixon side slightly favored, in my opinion. 
but I think that's a you know, fair trade. What about you? Yeah, I'm with you. You know, I'll take the the elite of Mixon um, over everything else. Um, the Chlorin, while he hasn't been what you were hoped, you know, still the number one on an offense that's going to be passing the ball a lot. So he should be getting plenty of volume. Um, so yeah, that, that seems to be the big win. I think, you know, moving from Mixon to Singletary is going to hurt. Like it sounds good when you're like, Oh, I'll get the upgrade to, from McLaurin to, to Mike Williams. And I don't think that upgrade is, is going to overcome the feeling of, of the mix and the Singletary downgrade. So yes, give me the, uh, the mix inside. All right. Uh, another redraft one here. We've got half point PPR Tyree kill and AJ Dillon or Debo Samuel and Brees Hall. Easy. Give me Debo and Hall. Um, I think Tyreek and, and Debo are probably pretty similar rest of the year, especially given all the quarterback injuries in, in Miami. Um, and, you know, I, I assume, you know, Debo and the 49ers offense is only going to get better and better as as Jimmy gets more and more reps in. You know, keep in mind, he did not have a training camp. He didn't have a preseason. So, you know, it the playbook's got to be changed. So you're seeing a 49ers team that's getting better and better every week. And I think that's going to help Debo. Um, AJ Dillon. I like him, you know, he's solid there, but Brees Hall is, you know, the, the typical rookie that could have a second half that wins you the league and you're seeing him getting better and better as well. So yeah, Debo Hall pretty easily for me. What about you? Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, especially we're seeing Brees step into it too. So you may not even have to wait till the second half of the year, but you know, even so I imagine he's going to get better as it goes along and I think cashing in on the numbers that Terry has right now makes sense with the quarterback injuries that they have. We'll see how long Teddy is out, but he has clearly been as advertised. You know, people were worried, you know, taking him away from Pamela Holmes, but no matter which quarterback it's been, he's been, you know, he's played well, but obviously this week, well, back on the third quarterback, um, you're definitely going to notice, you know, a dip in production. You know, maybe it's just the quality of targets aren't there. Um, but yeah, I think makes sense. I mean, you know, it obviously was still utilized, but not what you were expecting there, you know, seven for 47. Um, and then, you know, I think you had a carrier too. So yeah, you know, you're, you're looking at maybe limited upside you know, while he's working with a you know, mediocre, you know, to subpar quarterback. Okay. And our final one here, Will PPR, we got Joe Mixon again, um, Mixon or Jeff Wilson and Tyler Lockett. Uh, big mixing pretty easily here. I mean, obviously, you know, Wilson's playing well, but you know, you traded him last week. He's, he's, you know, what luckily going to be an expiring asset when they get Eli Mitchell back. Um, and Locke has played very well. So I think this is a good time to sell because there's, you know, I, I can't see Seattle continuing to play this well. Uh, you know, maybe they do, maybe they keep playing, you know, at this light speed level, but, I'm going to imagine they, you know, come back down to earth a little bit and, and you're just getting a workhorse running back in Joe Mixon that it's hard to find. Yes, I am with you. Um, I would imagine this is the scenario that I, I think we laid out last week where the Mixon owner is, you know, one in four or whatever, you know, they, uh, they have a need at their, the wide receiver position and like, well, I'll downgrade from Mixon to Wilson. I'll pick up a, a startable wide receiver. Um, and maybe I'll get, you know, plus three points a week compared to just holding Mixon. Um, but you know, like you said, Jeff Wilson's not going to be the start of the rest of the year. Um, well, the Geno stuff's great. I'm not sure it lasts. 
And I just feel like if you're giving up Mixon, you could probably get something better than this. So I am with you. I will take the Mixon side. All right. And that does it here for start sits here for week number six. Keep an eye on those bye weeks, everyone, as we're joining. It's going to be, you know, pretty important waivers important this week, you know, to fill some of those gaps, some of those holes for some of your bigger players that are not playing. Yeah, absolutely. Worst time of the year is the, the bye week season for, mm-hmm. for fantasy. So, uh, yeah, watch out. Um, but yeah, it's going to wrap up the show. Good luck this week. Tune in next week for uh, another waiver show, another start show. And until then, folks, trust your board.